0: This is Chris Westfall, and this is the Financial Executive Podcast. Today is October 11th, and it's National Coming Out Day. And we thought it would be a good idea to share a conversation that took place earlier this year during FEI's Belonging and Finance Conference. Dylan Papenfuss, FEI's Director of Research, and Kevin Lavin, a partner with Ian Y had a very thoughtful discussion about some of the hurdles they faced when coming out in the industry, and what changes that still need to happen to make it a more inclusive profession. Take a listen. This is
1: the first part in a six-part series that we'll be doing um, called "Conversations on Belonging." Um, this one is specific to the LGBTQ plus community. We'll have two additional conversations um in autumn of this year and then we'll have three um in spring of next year um so make sure to look out for that um before i get started before i ask kevin um our first question i did want to uh you know provide some quick facts about the LGDQ plus community as it relates to the finance function um shivani if you can Progresses to the next slide that has the facts. Um, That would be excellent. Okay, perfect. Um, So as you can see, this is research done. um, uh, It's called a workforce divided, and it was really meant to provide some really high-level facts about the LGBTQ plus experience in the workplace. Um, As we've seen, um, you know, forty-six percent of LGBTQ plus workers are closeted at work. That's actually a 4% decrease from what we saw um, 10 years prior. So that's positive momentum, but I think that we're still seeing that almost half of all LGBTQ workers are still in the closet. Um, and then, you know, beyond that, you know, half of all non LGBTQ workers don't know an employee at their company who is open about being a member of the LGBTQ community. Um, top reasons that people aren't open. At work, about this, about their sexual orientation, and gender identity, are the possibility of being stereotyped, possibility of making people uncomfortable, the possibility of of losing connections or relationships with coworkers, and then one in four LGBTQ workers have stayed in a job primarily because the environment they were in was very accepting of LGBTQ people. Additionally, ten percent of work LGBTQ workers have left a job because the environment was not very accepting of LGBTQ. LGBTQ plus people. Um, so I think that these are some important facts, um, you know, to kind of have as context for this discussion and just context about the LGBTQ plus experience in the workplace. Um, you know, as Shivani said, um, Kevin is a partner in the fast practice in the San Francisco office. Kevin, um, you know, in, in, in just getting things started here, I think coming out is a really, important part it's a very uh you know seminal part in you know in the LGBTQ+ plus experience at work so so kevin what 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 is your coming out story
0: sure well first of all thank you for having me dylan i'm really happy to be here and be able to have this conversation with you um my coming out story i'd say um probably not that unique, although I feel like all of them are kind of unique. Um, you know, I came out rather late, I'd say. I'm, I'm 40 years old now. I was 29 when I came out. So it was actually just about 11 years ago, I think, was around the time that I told one of my like closest friends. Um, and that was really just a function of I didn't want to deal with it myself. Like, I didn't really have a bunch of bullying or any hardships growing up related to it. I mean, some for sure. But... Um, I just didn't want to deal with it. I spent most of my college experience and most of my twenties largely asexual, um, when I, you know, wasn't really dating anybody and when I started work, you know, I was in our audit practice and it's a really demanding job. So I just kind of leaned into working really hard and spending my free time with my friends and having fun and doing things like that. So I, that was my way of avoiding it. And then you know, fast forward a few years, and it kind of got, it kind of caught up to me. I got burnt out with work. I I couldn't work as much as I was anymore, and uh, I made my, I raised my hand to take on a different role and do something else that, you know, significantly reduced my workload and how much I was working. And it wasn't until I did that, and a couple of months went by, that I realized, well, you know, I'm still not kind of happy. Like something's kind of missing, and that's when you know I was able to deal with and address. Something that I, you know, kind of known in the back of my mind at least for a few years, um, and that was when I started the process of coming out.
1: It's really interesting, uh, Kevin. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, there's a lot to glean from there. But I think, you know, a little more particularly, like, what was it like for you to come out, um, you know, to coworkers um, for the first time? you know, what did it mean for you professionally coming out, um, as well?
0: Yeah. Um, it was a little different, I'd say, cause it didn't really feel like coming out to my friends and family did and not because I wasn't close with people that I worked with, but more because as I'd said, I just switched roles. So you know, I switched roles and within a few months i I'm out to my close friends and family and I had told them, you know, I had certain people I wanted to tell myself. And then once I got through that list, I would let them know so that they could tell the other people in my life because I was already fatigued from telling enough people. So at work, it was really more, oh, these people don't know me as straight or gay at all. So if I just share that aspect of myself with, with them, then um, you know, just sharing something about myself. So it was coming out, but it didn't feel like oh, I've got to explain to you, you know, the past few years of my non-being gay life, you know what I mean? I mean, there were colleagues that I was friends with that I wasn't working directly anymore that I did, you know, come out to, but it just felt like sharing something new about myself with my new colleagues. And they were all, you know, kind of, you know, very supportive, but also kind of just like, oh, okay, that's just part of Kevin. hmm
1: That was really interesting. So, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, while you were telling your story that before coming out, you know, you, you did all of these things, you really, um, you know, pushed yourself into your work and then you got to other parts where, um, you know, you, you mentioned having burnout and trying something else and then realizing that, you know, that trying something else wasn't really the solution that, you know, you were hoping for or necessarily needing. So, you know, can, can you kind of walk us through a little bit more? What, what was it like after you came out professionally? You know, how how did that change things for you as a professional?
0: Um, I mean, honestly, it, it didn't really initially. Um, you know, I, I think it was just part of... Um, Of who I was with this new group of folks that I was working with, but then over time, like it's definitely just helped me um, be a better person, you know. Like, I had you know neglected and avoided a lot of things about myself, I think, through most of my 20s by that approach to just working and not dealing with this underlying issue. Um, You know, it wasn't until I came out that I was willing to face some other aspects of myself that I wasn't really happy with. You know, I had been. Pretty reactive and quick-tempered a lot in my twenties. You know, like the littlest thing would set me off, and I'd be very angry. Um, and after mm-hmm. I after I came out, I think I found more courage and I found the ability to that, to be a lot more reflective on what's going on inside of myself and why things affected me in a certain way. And then I began to focus more and more on my well-being. So in the past, but more five or six years, probably, you know, I've started meditating, meditating regularly, going to therapy regularly, working out regularly, you know, all these things that, you know, I don't know if it's just because I've grown up and I'm older and like, you know, there's been culturally more of an awareness and a focus on well-being in the past several years as well, or if it's because I came out, but I don't think that I would have been as comfortable doing all those things now if I hadn't come out because I think Back of my mind, I'd be like, Are you gonna figure that out about yourself? You know, so uh, so I, I'd say that that's that's definitely was an impact.
1: Thank you. Um, really, you know, really great insights. I, I can definitely like point to you know, thoughts that I've had along my experience before coming out, where it's like, Well, like, can I like, can I do this? And like, you know, if I say, if I bring this up, like, will that be like a breadcrumb that I'm like you know, leading people to like, you know, like how are like, even the most like small things that I'm doing or my mannerisms, like, you know, betraying that, um, to other people. So I, I, I can definitely, um, you know, see a lot of that in my own journey. Um, I do think that, you know, when you hear your story, I do think that it's interesting. Um, you know, especially as it, you know, both parallels my, with mine and, you know, how there are differences in mine. So, you know, like you, I came out, you know, later in life. Um, you know, I came out um, when I was 27, um, you know, over Thanksgiving 2020. Um, you know, it had been a long time of, you know, me really, you know, so, so I, moved, I moved from Salt Lake, um, you know, where my family was. I was working at this um, medical device startup that had been acquired, you know, kind of just providing some you know, uh, like post-merger integration support, you know, I documented their controls, did a, you know, a whole bunch of different things there. And then I really thought that, you know, moving to New Jersey would kind of, and, you know, starting at FDI would kind of give me like a new, like, like a refresh perspective or a new start, something that, you know, I kind of, you know, was needing in my life. And then, you know, almost came out, um, like right after I moved to New Jersey, but then like, had a really hard time with it, like, you know, struggled through work, all these things. Ended up struggling for another 18 months before I was finally, you know, really in the place where I was comfortable with coming out to people. Um, You know, so I think, when I think about it, um, you know, I kind of did it in two parts. Um, You know, there's there's the first part where I did it more to people I knew, um, and then there's a second part where I did it a lot more um, publicly. To my professional network, um, you know that first part was over. at Thanksgiving, I remember sending a Slack message to uh, you know our VP of content, um, and then uh, Olivia, who was um, you know a moderator for our advancement advocacy session. I sent it over our Slack channel, and I just remember like this like message that I wrote. That I think I probably spent like twenty. I spent twenty minutes writing like a sentence. And I think that, like, before that, I prefaced it with this, um, like, preamble of, like, I've loved working with you. I'm so grateful to have such, like, a wonderful team. Like, basically, like, and this, you know, speaks more to my, like, need for people to like me than, like, any, like, fears I had that they were going to get, like, in a a negative reaction. Um, But, like, I was still, like, even, like, with people that I trusted, that, that I felt comfortable with. Um, uh, like, I still, um, you know, was nervous to send that Slack message. And then I just remember it was like, I just saw like the three dots and it's like, Chris, like see Westfall. And I'm like, this is taking too long. And then I saw, O Berkman. And it was, it was maybe the longest three minutes of my life. Um, as like, as I'm, as like, when I've talked to them about this, they were like, honestly, like we were trying to like, you know, say the right thing. Um, you know, at the right time, like we want, like, we recognize what this meant and we wanted to be like really supportive and really wonderful. And they were, but those like three minutes were just absolutely, you know, terrifying for me. And then also, um, you know, after that, you know, coming out, I kind of came out to a bunch of people that I knew personally. Um, I came out to other like coworkers that I knew, I know that, um, you know, you know, Laura Schiffman at EY. She was on rotation here. Um, you know, she had spoken to me before about how you know she has a gay brother, and you know, she really, um, you know, she's a very loving, wonderful, brilliant professional. And you know, hearing her talk about her brother in such a positive way really, you know, made me like, okay, I can come out to her too. Like that'll be an easy one. And you know, she gave me just an incredible like reaction there also, um, and I think that like, I was like, well, that's an easy person to do it because I think that, you know, my experience was that coming out got easier and easier the more I did it. Um, until it was kind of just like, okay, like this is just like a casual thing that I'll throw out. And then I I guess like the part two, and sorry for making this so long, um, is that, uh, you know, my coworker, Livia, um, you know, came to me and she's like, well, we're doing this, like, you know, we're doing this how I got here um, with, you know, Orlin Boston, like who is also um, at EY and, you know, who we found by like looking at the Trevor Project board, um, you know, to try to find like a good person in finance there. So she wanted to do that because, you know, she knew that it would be important to me. Um, And then she's like, hey, like, would you like to write a piece on what it was like to come out professionally? And my first reaction was like, no, I don't <laughs> really want to do that. I would actually rather not like, like, I would rather not discuss this part of my life. Like, but like, thank you for like thinking of that. And then as I thought more and more about it, I was like, you know what? Like, I didn't know people, you know, in the LGBTQ plus community, like in the, in the finance function. But like, I did know people in my own life and I know that I benefited from reading, you know, their posts coming out. And I think that this is probably just like a function of me being a millennial who like social media has kind of been there ever since I was a teenager. I was like, you know what, like reading their stuff helped me. Like, I think that I could probably do some good for someone by sharing my story or maybe like by sharing, you know, what it was like to come out professionally, like, you know, the next person who has someone come out to them in the workplace, like, they kind of know what to say. They know what someone else has said. Um, so that was really, you know, my experience coming out professionally.
0: Yeah, I think it's so interesting you share that because I didn't even remember this until, like, you were talking from... Because even in preparing for this, I didn't think of it, but I had... I would know, come out and around the time I did in this new group, I was in charge of a group of first years. So there were like eight of them that were all under my purview kind of. And you know I was just openly out with them because I was with everybody there. And then a year later, or maybe it was two years later, I don't remember one of their brothers also got selected for the program. And I met him mm-hmm. and just only interacted with him a few times. And then he had reached out to me separately to talk about something and ended up coming out to me and asking if I thought that that would be okay. And similar to you, they're also from the Salt Lake area, went to BYU. And, um, and I didn't really think anything of it or that I had a huge impact on him at all. And then, you know, months later, he posted a blog post where he thanked his brother for being so supportive and thanked me for being such a role model and in, in the firm. And like, I had never thought about myself like that at all because I was just you know, kind of getting used to it myself and feeling like I don't even really know what I'm doing being an out gay professional. But if I if somebody thinks that I have a role model for it, then okay. So I you know like but that just made me think of that.
1: No, I, I like that. Like I think about in a lot of ways like like coming out like you know I, I look forward to the day where coming out isn't really like a thing for anyone. Um, but you know I recognize that you know, yesterday was the 53rd anniversary of Stonewall um, and what that means. And I've, and like across my journey, I've really realized that like it's like one person like lighting the way just like a little bit further and going a little bit further that like really advances that. And like the way that like the visibility, like part of it, like you think that it's so small, like being open about it, but like. I know that there were people that were open about it like before that, like I read their experience or I talked to them and then, um, you know, I was like, okay, like I, I can use like the path that like they've illuminated and kind of, you know, like progress forward. Yeah, totally agree. Um, so, you know, you, you shared that great, um, story about that young professional. Um, you know, if, and, and you mentioned that he asked you, um, you know, if he, if it would be appropriate to come out. Um, you know, I think that, you know, there, there are young professionals listening. Um, you know, what advice would you give to a young professional, you know, who is considering
0: coming out? Um, well, you know, I'd say you know, everything that you totally agree with everything you said on the progression that we've made in the past 53 plus years, really, because it's not like the LGBTQ plus community started then, but um, we have made a ton of progress in that, but it's it's not fully accepted everywhere. I mean, the stats you shared at the beginning, you know, illustrate and illuminate that. But so I'd say if, if you're considering coming out, like know your audience as well as you can, I'd say, and find a safe individual, whether it's somebody like me or you, who's done this before or somebody that, who you know to be an ally within your organization or within your friend network to, you know, find that soft landing. Like I think you shared that you started with your closest friends or people that it would be easiest to, I started with my best friends and then I think my sisters, and then I think my parents, like, it, I think was kind of the progression. Um, but, and professionally, like, yeah, people that I was closest with that I would, wouldn't think would be a big risk um and you know find people that will support you and just be a champion for you throughout your your journey and your process the other thing i would say is you know i think i probably took it a little for granted that ey has the culture and the environment that we do in terms of how accepting we are of everybody um so understand your environment and your surroundings like what are your company benefits and you know like because that could have an impact on you um, you know what possible risks could there be, and then make an informed decision on how you're going to do that process would be you know some of my points i mean what what would you recommend to somebody?
1: I mean, I definitely recommend looking for allies so like like I mentioned like I looked for like like Laura Schiffman was like a really easy person because she had talked about her brother multiple times um you know, so i knew I knew where she you know. I knew where she stood. I, I knew that, you know, if I were to come out to her, that like she would, you know, celebrate that and that she would, you know, celebrate me and like lift me up. Um, and and then I look at like other people that I came out to, like people that were really important to me that I worked with. Um, like, like Chris, um, you know, our VP of content was someone where, you know, based on what he had said, like, I knew where he stood. I knew where Olivia stood. So I knew that, you know, based on what they've said um, and and by them really picking their words carefully, um, you know, I knew that those were safe people to do. But that said, like, coming out of the workplace is really stressful. Like, I really did, like, those stats that I shared earlier, like, I was scared that I was going to be perceived differently. I was scared that, like, and, and and I mean like I knew that there were like employment laws like protecting me, but I was like, what if I get fired for this? Like like which I knew was irrational, but like it was still scary. So I think like I would also recommend to young professionals to like have grace for themselves during that process. Like no one comes out really well. <laughs> um, like I, I think it's that like,
0: it's, it's multiple like, times you get multiple chances to practice and get better.
1: <laughs> yeah like I mean that is the positive because like by the end like it like it becomes very casual like I remember when I came out to a chief operating officer like I was wearing like a pride 5k like run shirt um which supports one of like my favorite charities out there um and like I like my heart was like I, I remember like like my throat tightening up, my heart beat like my heart beating through my chest. As I like came out to her, it's like, even then, like even after practice, like it is something that like, you know, it's something that's a little scary, but like right after you do it, it's kind of like, oh, like there was really like no real point in being scared about that. Like it's
0: in some way, like it's a big deal, but like, it's also like not a big deal at all yeah I mean i I think that yeah like this is like the second time I think you've made a comment similar to that, and you're right, like I would say each time that I you know came out to someone, I definitely felt more anxiety and nerves and mm-hmm. in, in the build up to it of what I was doing to myself on what they're going to say than what they actually said or what or or even better, like how our relationships did not change as things went on i mean many of my closest friends, you know, still now and at this time in my 20s were like guys I was friends with since I was a kid, like since I was like eight years old. I was very nervous that these straight men would be, would think of me differently or treat me differently. And that was just not the case. So I I feel, you know, which isn't the case for everybody. So I feel very fortunate for the group that I've got.
1: Yeah. I I mean, you're right. Like it's with, with the right people coming out, like only functions to like deepen that relationship and create more space for other people to be more authentic. Like, like, I think that was the like, that was the comment that I got more than anything else from people is they're like, you know, like by like doing this, by coming out, like on LinkedIn, like, like I got like random people like DMing me, you know, to like, thank me for like being authentic. And that like, you know, it, it only helped them to be more authentic. Um, right. So I, I, I tend to think that like also for young professionals considering coming out, know that like you coming out like gives the world a little bit more light, and it gives you a little like even more power, you know, to own who you are.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll share another thing on that. I, a colleague of mine in another, another blog post, um, cause my group will do a monthly blog post in like a newsletter. And for the past Mm few years, it's focused on pride. And, um, one individual shared his story this year. And, and it's really all about that, like how he's able to just be himself at work and not have the distraction of, am I being too this or not enough that, or am I showing this too much? Is this going to be apparent to everybody? You know, like, cause now, like now that everybody knows that he's gay, like he can just go doing his job and serving his clients as well as he can. And, you know, being best teammate, best coach to the people on his teams and, you know, doing all of those things well, and not have that added noise in his head of, but am I being too gay? Um, so I think it's definitely something to know for those who are considering it. I mean, I'm, I'm curious to you, Dylan, um, I mean, because I, I would imagine maybe we have some allies in the audience too, or potential allies. What advice would you give to folks to show support to somebody that would come out?
1: Yeah, um, I, I think that the first thing, and th- this is what I would say from my interaction with Olivia, um, you know, she she actually mentioned this to me like, way after we were talking like six months ago about this and she's like honestly the like it took me a long time to react to you and that you know with, with Slack like you know that there's going to be some time lag um, so one is like no know, know the forum you know in which someone comes out to you because that does change things um, you know if, if it's a live reaction like you really have to um, I, I mean in some ways like I think that you should probably like ask yourself, like, how, how would I want someone to react when I, like, you know, tell share this part of myself? Um, and I think that if you think about that, like, you want people to be supportive, you want people to appreciate the fact that you were honest with them and that you, like, value your relationship with them enough to share that. And I think that, you know, expressing all of those, I think, is exactly what, is exactly part of when I have been made to feel really supported after coming out to people. So, you know, Olivia said to me, she's like, I, I felt like it was such a privilege that you shared that with me because she's right. Like we don't have to come out to anyone, right? You know, like we, we never have to come out. Like th- th- that is like the nice thing that, you know, that like, that I have as a white gay man. Um, If I don't come out to anyone, like, like, yeah, maybe someone would have guessed, but like, that's all it would be as a guess. Right. Um, like by coming out, like, that's me showing you that I trust you, um, and that I value you, um, enough to really share this part of me that like for a very long time, I kept very hidden, most of all from myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I guess, Kevin, like, I would, you know, from from everything that you've said um, about this, like, you've had, like, you know, young professionals come out to you, like, and you've spoken on, like, what that was like. Um, So I I would be, you know, interested in, like, how you think that, you know, that's different than, say, if someone comes out to, like, you know, someone who is not a member of the LGBTQ community.
0: Um, well, I think you had some really good ideas. Like I I would say, you know, the, acknowledging like what a big step it is, you know, like pausing, you know, like congratulating them if you want, thanking them for sharing it with you, I think are are two good things to think about. Um, you know, like, and I would say, don't be shy to ask how you can be a good ally to them individually, because it, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a very individual thing and How somebody feels about coming out will be very different, and you don't know where they are in the process. You could be the first person they told, you could be the hundredth person they've told. You know, so knowing how you could be a good ally specifically to them, I think, would would be a good step to think about.
1: In a world that's always changing, one thing never does: your need to adapt, your need to evolve, your need to grow. That's why we built Workday, a single finance, HR, and planning system that can change as your needs change and evolve as the world evolves. To learn how Workday is helping large and mid-sized organizations embrace the future with confidence, visit us at Workday.com. Workday for a changing world. I really, really like that answer. Um, And I I think that... um, you know, it it and shifting gears here. Um, let's kind of pivot to, you know, and and I think that you, you've hit on this before on how your background as part of the LGBTQI plus community has impacted you professionally. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I guess can, can you speak a little bit more to that?
0: Um, sure. I mean, I you know I sh- I, I shared it was really more like, probably personally and like well being and all that. But I mean, it, just, it does help me show up better at work. And I'd say it's helped me be like so that has also you know both of those things both coming out and being able to focus on my well being because I didn't you know have that distraction I was talking about that thing in the back of my mind I wanted to avoid. It's really helped me be a better leader and have a lot more empathy. Um, you know, so. I came out about 11 years ago and I think I went to my first LGBT plus conference, you know, where like, you know, business conferences with members of the LGBT plus community uh, a few years after that. And it wasn't until I was there that I really started to learn about others in the LGBT community and some of the issues that they face, you know, because if you think about, you know, I'm gay and one letter in that five-letter plus communities. There's a lot of diversity that goes into that group. And I, you know, as as you said, like, I'm gay, but anybody looks at me, I'm a white man. I've got a lot of privilege. So especially compared to other members of the community. And it wasn't until I was there and I, I went to a panel on intersectionality because I was like, what does that mean? I've not heard that word before. And it's this concept of all of the interconnected social categorizations that we put upon ourselves, race, class, gender, sexual identity, orientation, mm-hmm. etc., cetera, et cetera. And this one black female lesbian shared that throughout any given day, she will have varying different levels of which one is the most, you know, with, I have to, with this group, I need to hide my lesbianism. I'm with this group. Like I am going to be viewed this way because I'm a woman. I'm this, I'm, you know, I run this group and it's my race that they're going to focus on. And that just really was such a learning point for me because it's not something I've ever had to deal with. Like I had this one aspect of me that I hid for a very long time. And then decided I'm not going to anymore. And and you know, in some days, some circumstances, I certainly do, or, or I'm not as loud about it. But that was just a very educating experience for me that helped me have a lot more empathy to others and not assume that I knew what they were going through.
1: Yeah, that's that is a really um, that's a really like salient example of like how how different. Each member of the community's experiences are, and the reality that, like, we all have very different backgrounds. Like, I think about, like, you know, some of the differences that we've talked about, even between us, where, you know, on a surface level, very similar, mm-hmm. um, you know, white, male, um, gay, but, you know, even, you know, with how certain, you know, just generationally, like, there's also a lot of big differences. Um, I think. One area where I've noticed when I've talked to, you know, Gen Z or millennial, um, members of the community, um, that that I've noticed that, that, you know, when, when I've talked to like Gen Xers or baby boomers, um, you know, is, is the different ways that, you know, as a professional personally, um, you know, and I definitely want to underscore, like I think this is a big point of generational divide where, you know, Gen Zers and millennials, when something, happens that, you know, is negative toward the LGBTQ plus community, like that does tend to weigh very heavily on me. Um, you know, it, it, kind of, I don't want to say it impairs my ability to be my best self at work, but, you know, it really is, you know, a challenge. And I do think that, you know, it's an area where I, I've really benefited from, you know, being out because when those things are an impact, like I can go to my boss and I can say like, Hey, like my mental health is, you know, not doing very well today. Um, like, you know, all of this happened, as I'm sure you probably read, like, you know, it's weighing on me pretty heavily. And, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have, you know, work with a, you know, a VP of content who says like, let me know if there's anything that like I can do to help. Like, If you need to take the day like let me know um and and you know i'm lucky that i work in a profession where you know everything i do is project based so you know if i and not not just like short projects like six month long projects so if i lose a day here like that actually doesn't really mean anything over a six month like timeline um so like that's another point of you know where it can be an impact, but I do like the points that you brought up. Where it is a positive. Um, like I, I am more open. I am more willing to kind of do anything and you know try a lot of stuff because I feel like you know I've, I've unlearned that um, like need to be like well like what will they think if I
0: like you know do this or have this hobby or that. Yeah, and, um, I mean, I think it works both ways a little bit because I think you used the word trust earlier, with I think one of your colleagues about you coming out to them, and I think that uh, us sharing this aspect of ourselves that's mm-hmm. so deeply personal um, can often lead to deeper relationships with individuals mm-hmm. because they feel more comfortable and more trusting to share other aspects of themselves with you, and then you just there, then you next thing you know you have a better friendship or a deeper. Professional relationship, whatever it is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, I, uh, I, you know, before we shift gears here on how to, you know, be a good ally, um, you know, I did have a question because you you've had an entire, or not an entire career, but um, you've had a significantly longer time in the profession than I have, and also, you know, you've been out for eleven years now. Um, I, I guess like I would just like to ask like what has your experience been like being out over the course of your career
0: um, I'd say it's I mean it's gotten just more natural you know it's just part of who I am now um, I think when we talked during prep it was like oh yeah like you feel like anytime you know so I was in our national office when I had made that when I made that change, and I came out, and then I did uh, work with the Center for Audit Quality in DC for a year and a half, and then I moved out to San Francisco to join the audit practice, and then I switched from the audit practice to join our FAS practice, which is what I've been in now. So I've had four or five different jobs, different groups of people I had to meet within some of those multiple different teams I was working with, and. You know, I think I alluded to you something about coming out over and over and over throughout my career. And then I've been reflecting on that. Like, I don't feel like I've come out over and over and over it's, as time's gone on. I'm just bringing my whole self to work all the time. And I am making sure that, you know, like that my colleague's blog post from last week that talked about not having the distraction, like his was in terms of like, whether he dyes his hair, he wanted to bleach a blonde and he was so worried about what people would think. And he did it and nobody cared. They're like, Oh, looks great. Um, Mine was like, I make it a point when I meet new people to get it off the table near the beginning to the extent that I can. I mean, I don't just say, hi, I'm Kevin, I'm gay. In conversation, I will refer to my husband. If we're talking about weekend plans, I'll say my husband and I are going to do blah, 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 or like whatever it can be to just get it out there because then I don't have to worry about it and think about it anymore. And I can just focus on the matter at hand on whatever's going on. So I'd say that's been the biggest evolution um, since I, you know, really started the coming out process, you know, 10 or 11 years ago. I like
1: that a lot. And and honestly, I, have, I guess I have two points. Like one, I actually legitimately slacked um, our VP of content, Chris, and I slacked Olivia who like you know, was a manager, um, you know, for me when I joined, um, and now is, you know, incredibly trusted colleague and I slacked both of them. I was like, Hey, like, do you think I get in trouble if I like dyed my hair platinum? Um, so I, I did find that very funny that we had the same, uh, that profession had the same like question. Um, you know, because I, I, do think that like that, that speaks something in the finance function that like, you know, like, to some extent, like, we, the finance function is still pretty, like, sorry for the, like, pun intended here, straight-laced, like, aspects. Like, you're expected to dress a certain way. You're expected to have relatively conservative, um, like, hair like, and, and I, like, I do feel like that is a part of it. And I guess um, the second part that I wanted to comment on with your experience is that, like, I, like, I'm a little, I'm a little bit envious of, like, where you've gotten to, where, like, coming out is just, like, sharing, you know, you know, just, like, sharing, like, an important piece of information with people that, you know, you're going to be working with, like, I definitely feel like, for me, I do it a lot more casually, like, so I'm I'm a lot more comfortable in coming out and, like, sharing that part of myself with people, but, um, you know, I definitely, like, still view it as, like, coming out. yeah, um, and, and, and I think that, like, to some extent, that is to be expected, like, yeah, in, absolutely. like, you know, like, on the, like, in the early years, but, uh, like, I guess, like, I'm glad to know that, like, eventually, like, I won't view it as that anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably, and I'd, I'd say the same for me. I don't think that this happened overnight or within the first year or two. Um, and it also happens with, um, you know, with repeated experience, I think we said the same It's like telling your family and friends, like as fewer and fewer people are giving you negative reactions, you just feel more and more comfortable coming out to the next person. So,
1: yeah, I, I absolutely love that. Um, I'm excited for that. Um, so let, let's shift gears here into being a good ally. I, I've been looking at the Q&A um, and we have three yeah. really good questions that are there, Um, but I think that, um, you know, kind of just in getting started, and I I think this one really dovetails nicely with our first question. Our first question, you know, the next phase is, what are some ways colleagues have been an ally to you? Um, You know, but but I think that there's a really interesting, like, nuance to this question from one member of our audience. She asks, what are some ways that allies and advocates can signal their support without trespassing on your privacy?
0: Oh, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I do it myself more for other potential folks who may be part of the community or may be considering coming out. But I'd say, you know, email signatures are a pretty good place to, I mean, not that everybody reads every line in them, but I have a little pride flag and I stand against or I stand for diversity, and inclusion. I stand against racism. I think is exactly what it says. Yeah, that's I, what it is. I. And then I've recently. I love it by the way. Sorry. Oh, I love it by the way. Oh, thank you. Uh, and then I've recently added uh, my he/him my pronouns to my name and my signature. I had never done that and um, was attending a Pride thing that my internal affinity group puts on, and they were talking to allies about ways they can do it. And I said, well, I should do that. I should be by example with that. So those are two relatively easy ways. Um, I think you could also do it on social media, liking or sharing positive posts about, especially now during Pride Month. I think those are all things that you can do to signal to people. And believe me, if somebody is thinking about it or looking for an ally, they'll notice. So I think those are definitely some Easy, low-risk ways that you could do that.
1: I absolutely love that, and I think that like now is a good point, a good time to bring up like something that we've discussed. Where like I, I think that as an ally and an advocate, like there's a lot of great things that you can do, um, you know, to be supportive. But and, and and I like the like the respect that she showed in that question, where um, like as as a member of the LGBTQ plus community, like. I'm more than happy to share my story and answer questions. Um, but it's at the end of the day, like it's also not my responsibility to like educate other people right. on it. Like, could I give a report on like LGBTQ plus history, you know, over the last like 50 years? Sure. Um, but like, it's, it's not, it's not the role of any, you know, diverse professional to give that kind of a, like, education.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's a great point. Um, I mean, you know, I I mean, it doesn't really happen anymore, but I'd say towards the beginning of coming out, like, the, the number of just inappropriate questions you get from people that they would never ask a straight person, like, you know, that could include things about sex life or something like that you may be curious about things because they're new to you, but that's not an appropriate question. So, I mean, I'm sure you're being, you're not being negative, I guess, but you're definitely overstepping where you should be asking about. But, and I agree with you on educating yourself on certain things about the community. I mean, don't feel like you can ask individuals questions, especially depending on your relationship with them. But, you know, also, I, I'd say, but don't let that make you be afraid to reach out to somebody and try to be an ally. And if you do make a misstep, you ask the wrong question, you say the wrong terminology, because there are many of ways many ways to say things wrong and get make an assumption that does not apply to an individual. Just own it and apologize and move on. And you know, try to learn from that mistake that you made because we'll all make mistakes. I've made several mistakes in interacting with different people in the community over time. Um, and you learn from it and move on. And but I'd say the number one thing that folks have done to be a good ally to me and make me feel mm-hmm. normal is to treat me like any other person, you know, don't not ask me about my husband because he's my husband, not my wife. You know, don't not ask me what my interests or how my weekend was just because I don't have mm-hmm. children and you do, or, you know, whatever else. Like get to know me and know that I love to travel. And, uh, you know, you can basically always ask me about that. So, um, those have been the ways that have made me feel the most comfortable. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm just part of the team.
1: I love that a lot. Um, that's a really good, um, way to do it where like, you know, know the person, know, um, like know who they are. Um, I think that one thing that we brought up is that, you know, Not a lot of people, people have varying degrees of openness, um, and varying degrees to which they want to. And and then maybe the timing isn't always right too. Like if someone is just coming out, like that can be like a sensitive time, but also for other people that are just coming out, like that can be a time when they really want to talk about it. Um, so I think it really is about like owning and being mindful about like working to have a relationship and meeting, you know, another person as a person.
0: Yeah,
1: I agree. You know, um, one, one point, and, and this is a great question that we got, um, from the audience. Um, Sorry. you know, I, I, I really like this question. Um, you know, as a leader, how do you make it easier for LGBTQ plus employees to come out? My daughter is a part of the LGBTQ plus community and I'm definitely an ally. I just don't want to make anyone uncomfortable by bringing up my personal experience and then my employee feeling indirect pressure to come out.
0: So I, th- I mean, I, I think If the suggestion is that you would share that story about yourself with your employees to make them know that it's a safe space, I would absolutely encourage you to do it. As as we both shared, any individual is going to be at a different point throughout their life, when they're going to feel comfortable coming out. Even if they're out socially, they may not feel comfortable coming out at work for some reason. But you making that space and sharing that aspect about your personal life that would potentially flagged and signal to somebody that you would be an ally and that would be a safe Mm -hmm. space for them i think is absolutely appropriate i think the only time maybe that you could potentially make someone uncomfortable is if you went to somebody one-on-one because you thought they might be part of the community and told them that directly as trying to get an outcome you know like other than that i would say do it I, i think that was a very great way to lead and show people your openness and support our at UI, our, I mean, he's retiring now, but our current, um, head of our unity group, which is our LGBT plus affinity group, his child is a member of the community. He is a straight white man and he was, has been the chair of that for several years, super active, great advocate and ally because his child came out to him several years ago and he wanted to do something better in our workplace as a result of that. I, I
1: definitely agree with you. And I, and I mean, I, I point to like what like your colleague Laura, you know, did with me. Like, I, like, yeah, exactly. I don't think that like she, she didn't like, you know, tell me about her brother in order to like bait me into coming out. Right. <laughs> um, like that that isn't what happened. Like what she did was she talked about someone who was very important to her, um, you know, talked about her family. Um, you know, and, and spoke about like her brother, like it was, it was completely natural because, you know, it was, you know, a professional sharing something about themselves to another professional. Like, I think that like, like you said, like, I don't think there's a way to talk about people that you care about, um, as like an overstep. Like, I, I think that like, you know, any person, um,
0: you know, you know, closeted or not, I think, like, can appreciate that. Yeah. And honestly, I think straight folks would probably find that admirable in many ways that you're willing to share that aspect of your life and that you're that supportive of your child.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, one point that, uh, one question from the audience that is pretty similar to one of the questions that we have. Um, you know, I think this is really good. What are some ways? So we talked about how colleagues can be a source of support. Um, you know, what are some ways that, you know, organizationally, like, you know, our audience's financial leaders, you know, they they can, you know, help direct things. What are some ways that organizations can support, you know, LGBTQ plus individuals?
0: Um I think, you know, really be there for them and understand the issues that are of importance to them. I mean, I think it's great that so many companies will, during June, flash a rainbow on their logo and, you know, be an active social media supporter of the LGBT plus community. But if you're still supporting and donating to politicians that are actively working on policies against us or other things like that, then you're not really walking the talk and really supporting your individuals the way that you best could uh, and i know that that's a complicated situation but that that's really something to think about and look about like how much do you really do what you say you're doing to support these individuals what do your hr policies and benefits look like for uh lgbt plus members of your workforce and then more broadly i would just remember you know i brought up that comment that the concept of intersectionality earlier. And then I would also mention, you know, there's, I think I said this too, there's a broad spectrum of what folks fall into this community are. And we're all different. We're all individuals. And, you know, you've heard from two gay white men today who've had different experiences and situations. And it gets even more different when you go to a bisexual individual, a transgendered individual, somebody who's just, you know, doesn't want to fall into one of those and is falling into a different bucket or, you know, whatever the case may be, there's a lot of diversity in the group so knowing that a one-size-fits-all approach likely won't work I know that wasn't very tactical but hopefully that's helpful
1: no I I, I think that um, especially when I talk to like you know plus professionals that I know um, like I think that really does strike home like I think that organizations have to understand the differences you know between their employees but I think also like you know, as a millennial and, you know, somebody talks to a lot of Gen Z professionals, like it, it really does hurt like to when you like, like, it's great to see a pride logo. I love a pride logo, but like when you see that, like the leadership at your company is like, you know, supporting you in one way and then doing things that act in a different way, like, I mean, like you're sending a very strong message. Right. To your people. Um, And and it's hard to feel support in that way. And I think that, you know, there are other areas that you look at where you where a lot of companies probably need to think, like, even if they aren't donating to politicians, I think that there are ways that they could think about, well, like how in our business line or in our marketing or in this, like, you know, are we actually not allies? Um, Because, you know, we see that, too. Um, you know, we, we look at, you know, a company and I, and I think that, you know, going back to the point earlier, you know, where one in four LGBTQ plus professionals said that they had stayed at a job because they felt supported. Like, I think that if you are willing to like take the steps to support your people, um, like that, that is rewarded. And I think that when we look at like the great resignation, like, yeah, I have friends that have left because they've gotten better offers at other places. That's happened. Um, I've also had friends that left because they found a more supportive environment. They found a place where they could actually be their whole self at work. And, you know, they've told me what that has meant to them. Um, So so I think that, like, when we talk about talent, which it's only going to get harder to keep people moving forward, like, organizations really have to be a place where LGBTQ plus people can belong if they want to, you know, keep their people. Yeah, totally agree. Um, we are running up at the end of our time. Um, that went fast. and I, Yeah, it's <laughs> gone incredibly fast. <laughs> and I feel like there's a billion other things that we can discuss here. Um, but I, I think that we have, um, We've circled around this before. We've had some other parts to it. Um, but but I think that, you know, I, the final takeaway I would like for our audience is, um, you know, about being a safe space. We've discussed being an ally. Um, and I think that we've even discussed, like advocacy to some extent. But I think that a, you know, a safe space is really important. And I think that financial leaders really need to understand, you know, how to be a you know, a safe space for their people Um, because, you know, like you were a safe space for that professional that, you know, came out to you and later came out. Um, You know, I had safe spaces along the way. Um, But, you know, what are some tangible steps that, you know,
0: our audience can do to really be a safe space? I think, um, you know I think as you said, we have shared some of them. I think some of the tips we had on how to be how to be an ally and you know kind of maybe more passively sharing or showing that you are supportive, whether through social media or your email signature, other avenues like that. Um, and you know we talked about the one question from the audience about sharing your own personal story of how you're an ally outside of work, mm-hmm. those are all little ways that can really make your LGBT plus Q workforce understand that they are in a safe space. Like, I'd, I'd say, you know, for me personally, it was also once I came out, like, letting me have the room to be myself and share as much or as little as I wanted to about it, you know, like, like, it, like I you know, bring up the comment again, but, um, about just you know not going too far in terms of are you asking an inappropriate question that you wouldn't ask somebody if they had just told you that they were dating a woman you know and they were a man but um, all all of those are things that I think are ways that you can make a safe space for somebody. Yeah,
1: I love that. Um, I I think what, one. One comment and then like one point I'd like to make, um, you know, I think that when it comes to subject line or when it comes to like pronouns in um, like the signature, I, I really love it. I, I use it. Um, I think one point, like just to be careful for our audience, is that like that you don't mandate it um, um, just because to just because there are a lot of people who are like, you know, who are, you know, not out yet um, mm-hmm. and, and just being, you know, mindful of the fact that, you know, there are people, you know, on their process and, you know, it's, it's incredible and it's really helpful to, you know, make it a possibility for, you know, your people to be able to share. Um, but just like, you know, stopping short of mandating it is important just because of, uh, you know, really, you know, helping those individuals, you know, be able to, you know, be uplifted. Um, while also maybe not having to like come out before they're ready to, yeah, totally. Um, agree with so, that. so, like, that that was one thing. Like, I actually had to have some like someone explain to that to me um, at like an LGBTQ plus like in an article I was reading where I was like, oh, like I I never really thought about like this, but uh, I also think that one other way to be like you know safe space or ally that's really meaningful for our leaders is that you know. And like you said, to create space, um, I think that there are a lot of area. There's a lot that goes into a career. Um, you know, there's the day to day part. You know, your core role and responsibility. But I think there are a lot of other things that we can do as professionals that give us a, a holistic career. And I've found that when you know, I've had leaders that have been like, "Hey, have you considered doing this?" Like, I know that you're right. passionate about the LGBTQ plus community. Like. You know,
0: would you like to be on our DEI committee, or like, would you like way, to if like? If you're a finance leader and you don't have a DEI community or committee in your organization, then that's a way that you could stand up and show support for your people is either spearheading that create one or enabling them to do it and empowering them to do it. Sorry, I absolutely. To to I just thought of that.
1: Oh, no, that was great. Um, I, I think that that's a really easy step um, to do. I, I think that the reality is that. And I think that, you know, as we've been discussing this, Kevin, and, and, you know, we're running out of time and thank you for, you know, the tremendous vulnerability and the incredible insights that you've shared. I I think that like the, my real takeaway from this conversation is that, you know, we are looking, um, you know, we're, we're, we're looking for like connection is what's important. Um, and, and, and that connection is. And that belonging is something that i think that both of us have had times where we didn't quite have um but you know it goes a long way toward making you know our careers something that is really meaningful and impactful and i guess kevin um i'll give you the final word to close us out
0: i just want to thank you and you know the whole fei community for letting me share my story and, you know, my thoughts on some of this with all of you. And, you know, Dylan, thank you for your, you know, courage and honesty during this whole thing and for coordinating all this, because it seems like it went really well. So thank you.